Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Kristen Kenny from Red Bull Global Rallycross, and you're listening to Thursday Night Thunder on the Speedway Digest Radio Network. Hello and welcome to the November 16th edition of Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder, the most hardcore motorsports program on the internet. This is episode 124 of the series. I'm your host, Adam Jason Sinclair, and on tonight's program, Michael Mullally and myself will be previewing the Ford Championship Weekend, reviewing the NHRA Championship, and discussing any other exciting news that happens to pop into the conversation. First off, we'd like to congratulate the champions of the National Hot Rod Association, and looking forward to the Gator Nationals next year. Brittany Forrest, driver of the Monster Energy Top Fuel Dragster, Forrest claimed her first Top Fuel World Championship on Sunday at the Auto Club NHRA Finals at Auto Club Raceway during the quarterfinals of elimination. This is the first time since 1982 that a female has captured an NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series Top Fuel World Championship. Forrest piloted her, her dragster to a 3.679 second pass at 328.22 miles per hour defeating Richie Crampton and his 3.75 pass at 328.81 in the quarterfinals. Steve Torrance entered the race as the top field points leader, fell to 2016 world champion Antron Brown's pass to guarantee the title to crown fourth. Fourth, who was also the number one qualifier, raced to the event victory, the fourth of the season, defending, defeating Sean Langdon in the final round. Bo Butner, driver of Jim Butner's auto Chevrolet Camaro. Butner claimed his first NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series Pro Stock World Championship by winning the season-ending Auto Club NHRA Finals Sunday at Auto Club Raceway in Pomona. Butner drove his Chevrolet Camaro to a 6.594 second pass at 210.70 miles per hour to defeat Tanner Gray in the final round of the Auto Club NHRA Finals. Butner earned his first, his first career victory at the NHRA Spring Nationals in Houston earlier this year and ends the season with five event wins and six runner-up finishes. Butner took Faden into his own hands when he defeated teammate Greg Anderson in the semifinals with a 6.551 second pass at 210.05 miles per hour. Had Butner lost in the finals, Anderson would have won the world championship. Eddie Craywick, rider of the Screaming Eagle Vance in Hines, Harley-Davidson. Craywick clinched his fourth NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series Pro Stock Motorcycle World Championship and first since 2012 by qualifying Saturday at the season-ending Auto Club NHRA Finals. Craywick rode to seven victories, including the first race of the season for the two-wheel category at the Gator Nationals in Gainesville, Florida, and his second Chevrolet Performance U.S. Nationals win in Indianapolis. And the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series countdown to the championship, Craywick cemented his fourth crown with four wins in the first five races and took the points lead when the team left the NHRA Carolina Nationals. There's also, of course, other champions in the NHRA, and we've highlighted those in our piece we wrote this evening. You can check that out at SpeedwayDigest.com in the racing news section. Another event we're looking forward to in the 2018 calendar is the Firestone Grand Prix in Petersburg which just announced that three-day tickets for the 2018 race are on sale at gpthinkpeak.com or by phone at 877-725-8849. The 14th edition of this annual racing festival returns to the downtown streets and picturesque waterfront of St. Petersburg, Florida from March 9th through the 11th. Renewal customers have until 9 p.m. Eastern time on the 14th. They've missed out if they're just taking it now to renew. They're same three-day grandstand seats as last year. 
All three-day ticket options will go on sale to the public, which include reserved grandstand, general admission, and paddock, and pit access. Pricing remains unchanged for the 2000 event for 2018 event for all tickets. The Champions Club is available at a special price of $50 with the purchase of a three-day grandstand ticket option through December 1st, 9 p.m. Eastern. It offers exclusive benefits and event access, including a souvenir credential with lanyards, complimentary Firestone IndyCar paddock passes, access to the pre-race grid walk, discounts on official event merchandise, an opportunity to win a two-seater IndyCar ride on the track, and many other experiences. Additional discounts and surprise benefits will be revealed leading up to the event. I really hope they get to win a two-seater IndyCar ride. That would be pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so we'll see. The Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, annual spring break tradition in the Tampa Bay area, will again serve as the opening race for the Verizon IndyCar Series season for the eighth consecutive year. Both the drivers and fans have increased levels of anticipation for the start of the 2018 season. The temporary St. Petersburg circuit will debut the new sleeker IndyCar aerodynamic body kits into competition. Reminiscent of and inspired by the popular open wheel cars from the early 1990s, is a more aggressive looking IndyCar design to be bolder, safer, and even more thrilling to watch. Three day tickets to the event start $55 for general admission and $105 for reserve grandstand, tax included. Junior pricing is available for those fans ages 12 and under. For full pricing information and to buy tickets, visit gpsaintpeak.com or call 877-725-8849. Should be a pretty good race there. I'm looking forward to it. I think it will be awesome. I hope to get to talk to some of the drivers at the floor uh, before the 24, where I'm sure that a few of the car drivers will be hanging out as they normally are. So that will be kind of interesting, too. As everybody knows, this weekend, NASCAR wraps up their 2018 season at the Homestead Miami Speedway. As we're speaking right now, they're having an event down at the Lowe's Miami Beach, which is talking about some of the their featuring the uh, the final four drivers for the, uh, the Sprint Cup. So that'll be pretty cool. I was originally intending to go down there, but uh, this week got a little away from me, so I didn't end up going this year. But hopefully, I'll make it down there one of these years. Let's take a take a look at the race by the numbers. One. Tony Stewart is the only driver in series history to win at the famed 1.5-mile speedway in his first appearance in 1999. Two, the number of Coors Light poles homestead Miami Speedway by the series leaders, Kurt Busch, Carl Edwards, Hugh Johnson, and Casey Kane. Four, the number of times winner of the season finale at homestead Miami Speedway has won the title during the playoff era, including the last three seasons in the elimination style format of the playoffs, Tony Stewart in 2011, Kevin Harvick 2014, Kyle Busch, 2015, and Jimmy Johnson, in 2015. Ten, number of playoff races at Homestead Miami Speedway that were won by playoff contenders. Three times a non-chase contender has won season finale. Greg Biffle, 2004 and 2006, and Denny Hamlin, 2013. Twelve, number of different Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series winners at Homestead Miami Speedway, led by Greg Biffle and Tony Stewart with three each. 13, number of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoff races Homestead Miami Speedway has hosted 2004 to 2016. 14, the most cautions in a single Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Homestead Miami Speedway, 11-21-2004, the inaugural playoff race in Miami. I remember that race. It was it was a little colorful, and the traffic was insane, and there were way too many people down there for the way they had the facility laid out, but at least now they're a little bit better at that, but not a whole lot. 
14 has also numbered different Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Coors Light Pool winners with their event at Homestead Miami Speedway. 15, the worst finish by the eventual series champion in a playoffs race at Homestead. And it happened three times, Tony Stewart in 2005, Jimmy Johnson in 2008, and Brad Keselowski in 2012. I bet he's hoping for a 15-place finish this year then, too. 18, the total number of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series races held at Homestead Miami Speedway. And 18 to 20 is the degrees of banking in all four turns of the track. 22, the age of the youngest Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Tours Light Pole Award winner at Homestead Miami Speedway, Joey Logano, 11-18-2012, 22 years, 5 months, and 25 days. 24, the age of the youngest Monster Energy NASCAR Series winner at Homestead Miami Speedway, Kurt Busch, 11-17-2002, 24 years, 3 months, 13 days. 26, the most number of lead changes in a single race at Homestead Miami Speedway, 11-20-2011. 38, the lowest starting position by a race winner at Homestead Miami Speedway, Jenny Hamlin, 2009. 46 is the age of the oldest Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Cords Light Polar War winners and race winner at Homestead Miami Speedway. Bill Ayers set both records in 2001, 11-11-2001, at 46 years, one month, and three days. That was an interesting race, too. A lot of uh, post-September 11 stuff there, and it was pretty scary, in fact. But it was pretty good. 67 is the total number of NASCAR, NASCAR National Series races held at, NAS- at Homestead Miami Speedway, second most by a track in the state of Florida. 18, Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series races, 22 NASCAR Xfinity Series races, and 21 NASCAR Camper World Truck Series races. I thought there's actually one additional kind of road truck series race, but that might have just been an exhibition. 150, the highest score in driver rating scale, considered a perfect performance, and has been, only been accomplished at Homestead Memory Speed Speedway once in 2010 by Carl Edwards. 267 is the number of laps scheduled for this weekend's Ford EcoBoost 400 at the Homestead Memory Speedway, and 449 is the number of laps led at Homestead Memory Speedway by an active series leader, Matt Kenseth, with 17 starts. Now, the event does take take place starting tomorrow. The Ford EcoBoost 200, which is the Camper World Truck Series event, takes place tomorrow evening. They, of course, have a full day of events taking place there at the track starting at 9 a.m. with practice and qualifying. And it's going to be an awesome thing. The uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series, the NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series, and the NASCAR Camper World Truck Series all will be taking the track there in Homestead tomorrow. And as I've stated on this program numerous times, if you're going to go to a NASCAR event, Friday is the best day. Now, unfortunately, I won't be able to be attending this year's race because I will be at a, uh, another media event. I'm going to be heading up to the Walt Disney World for uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party tomorrow night. So I'm looking forward to that. But I will be watching a little bit of the race probably on Sunday. Um, I don't think I'll get to watch any of it on Saturday, but I will be able to watch Sunday's race when I get back home here. So it should be a good race. I'm looking forward to it. Who do you think is going to win this weekend? championship. I think that it's probably pretty close between Brad Keselowski and Kyle Busch. Do you agree with that? Mm, yeah. Because I think that I would rather see Kyle Busch win over Brad Keselowski. You do, huh? Oh, yeah. I think Brad had a he had more fun when he was champion, though, considering he was, he probably had a, two gallons of, of beer by the time he was done with the interviews when he won in 2012, and that was that was pretty cool. Um, 
I don't think that I think Kyle Busch sometimes takes himself a little too seriously, and I know Brad Keselowski does at times. But when he won the race there, he was he was generally happy, and he was really drunk by the time the uh, the awards ceremony took place. But, so that was that was pretty awesome. And I think that the that NASCAR sometimes needs somebody who really can can let it all hang out there in front of the crowd for the as a champion. And I'm rooting for Keselowski, even though I think it'd probably be Kyle Busch again. Which wouldn't be bad either. Kyle Busch was an interesting character. Yeah, I think Kyle Busch does better burnouts. <laughs> yeah, it is it is an interesting race, and um, Homestead isn't the best track. I do, I do think it's okay, but uh, I like Daytona a little bit better. Just the layout of the facility, um, but Homestead is definitely a, a race track that you should head down to if you haven't been already. They've made a lot of a lot of great changes there, and it's a, a fabulous facility not only for NASCAR but also for the other the other races they have during the year. They have the uh, the Ferra races, which we've talked about on this program before, which is the the Formula and Auto Racing Association, where they do uh, basically prototype type cars. They also have the SCCA Trans Am Series there, which is a great a great event, and it definitely doesn't get enough uh, enough uh, pull from the, uh, the public. The uh, the grandstands are definitely a little thin for that event, and I'd hope that they'd fill up. Um, and I'm kind of curious to see how many people show up for the race this weekend as well. I know tomorrow's night's race won't be as busy, because traditionally the uh, people just don't show up for the World Truck Series. But I wonder how many people will be there on Sunday, because I know they're advertising like crazy down here for it. And that's generally not a good sign, especially for the fact that it's the, the last race of the year. So, Mm-hmm. Um, is this really Matt Kenseth's last year? Probably. I don't think. I think he'll disappear just like Greg Biffle has, and uh, and that's not exactly the best thing for the sport concerning. He has he has a former champion. He's very competitive. He won what last week. So um, that's uh, that's just the way it goes. The, the, actually, I think the best statement I heard about that was from Kenny Wallace, who was quoting uh, Ken Schrader who said that the sport decides when you're done. You don't have any choice in it. So I think that's that's just the way it ended up with him. Um, there's other people in the in the sport who probably who probably shouldn't be, honestly. There's some of them who have uh, all they have are, are big money sponsors and they'll never end up winning anything. But it's just uh, it's not really fair to the to Matt Kenseth, who's done really, really well and he was hoping that he'd end up being picked up by other things, but, but he only has he has DeWalt to stuck with him his entire career. But DeWalt's pockets aren't quite as deep as they used to be, and I think that that's really how it goes in in terms of most racing now. Is the deeper your pockets are, the the more of a shot you have in the series. Yeah, and you know who we haven't heard in the news a while is Miss Danica Patrick. Yep, she had a uh, actually I think she had an Instagram post today where she she put out pictures of her career and she said, you, "Don't forget about me. This might be my last race as well." So um, just no one's even talking to her. No one's called her back up again. So I think this uh, she might end up going into into sports cars for a little while because she did really well in that for a short period of time. I don't think she'll go back to IndyCar at all. Um, and I'm I'm pretty sure that her NASCAR career is over. So I we actually called that more than a year ago on this program because we were pretty sure that uh, that the the little leaked information from uh, from Haas at Stuart Haas Racing was true, which is the fact that he was spending enough money on his team that he wanted to make sure that all of his drivers ended up in victory lane this season. 
and the ones he didn't wouldn't be racing for him anymore. And lo and behold, Jan Patrick, this is her last race for Storehouse Racing this weekend. Yep. But I'm surprised she made it as long as she did. Mm-hmm. Well, she she's won she's won uh, she won one race in IndyCar. She had numerous top fives, uh, probably I think more than 30 top fives when she was an IndyCar driver. She's gotten a few poles in uh, in Daytona and Talladega, especially. So she's done okay in NASCAR, especially. She's done better than a lot of people who are still racing there, and uh, it's just kind of. It's kind of interesting, and she isn't, but she isn't getting any younger, and that's kind of the point too. She's not the. Uh, she's been in racing since she was a little kid, and she's definitely not a little kid anymore. So, it's one of those things where the uh, they're looking for the next big thing, and she is not the next big thing now. You should submit your uh, your resume to Stuart House Racing. You can be the next woman to take the seat in, for their organization. <laughs> I'm going to get right on that. <laughs> there you go. So what's the, uh, how's your current racing schedule lining up? What's your next big event? I know it probably won't be until next year now. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of talk about Ephrata getting pulled and then not pulled and then I don't know. As it stands right now, supposedly someone from Monachi bought it and is going to open it up. I don't know 100% for sure. But I know that we got to raise something this coming season. So we'll probably end up wherever the wind blows. We'll probably end up in Wenatchee. But that's kind of the cool thing about not like running a full series is that you have the opportunity to go other places, so I think we'll probably just stand our horizons a little bit. And what races are we most looking forward to next year? I don't know. I know that every September they do, it's called the Fall Classic up at Yakima, and that's where they have the street stocks that run, and then they do, it's called the Mini Stock Nationals, the same weekend as the Fall Classic. That's what Fall Classic is. But I think that I'm really, really going to try to run that this upcoming season. So I think that's probably the race that we're most looking forward to. But I think we're just looking forward to any race at this point. <laughs> Yeah. What, is, what about you? What race are you most looking forward to? Well, I know the, the next race we're going to be going to, more than likely, as long as it's not the same crappy weather we've been having lately, is the uh, the drag race out there at PBIR, the, uh, the Citrus Nationals, which is a pretty interesting race. And it'll be it'll be something to see how they do it with the, uh, the IHRA this year. I know that, the, as we've talked numerous times in this program, the IHRA has had some serious issues with, uh, with changing around the format and, and losing their pro stock people, and, and it's just, uh, it's not good. But bracket racing is cool, and sometimes they've got a, a bunch of different pro mod guys come out there with all different sorts of modifications to their cars. They had one guy who actually, or a few people, who had a, a supercharger that basically stuck out through the pump of the car, and that looked pretty neat. So that 
that last year when we were out there for the event. So that'll be interesting. That's the that's the next one on the schedule. We're kind of towing around with going to going to Daytona for the 24 hour race, but odds are pretty good that we're going to skip out of that this year. Um, so we'll try and and head up there for the uh, the war before the 24. That's in January. And uh, the, that's the next big thing. And after that, of course, is the uh, there in, in uh, St. Petersburg in March, and then the the Gator Nationals, which are also in March. So that would be pretty cool. Those are the, the big races on the schedule. There. So while we're while we're chatting here, we're wondering if uh, any of you out there in uh, in the internet land, or interested in coming on here and sharing your opinion of auto racing. Are you a race car driver, crew chief, pit crew member, track owner? Maybe you're just a huge fan of the sport. Contact either Michael Manali or myself to get your spot on the show. After all, you deserve your 15 minutes of fame, and we'd love to hear from you. This evening, I put out, um, I think, 11 articles about different aspects of auto racing. Uh, one of those was about the, the Mazda Road to 24. We've had some great success in the past in getting drivers on from that series, uh, that event. So I'm hoping that the people from the Mazda Road to 24 will be back with me. Um, there's some, they're definitely the future of auto racing. Uh, some of them are amazing guys. All of them are amazing guys, but some of them you'll you'll definitely recognize in a few years, and some of them you might not. But it'd be interesting to talk to all of them, and I'm hoping that they'll contact me soon and we can get that lined up. Over on the subject of future future programs, I'd like to announce that we're going to try something a little bit different here on this show in a few weeks. On December 7th, we're going to make it into more of a, a Palm Beach Happening show, which I know you've heard at the end of the show. I, I promote that a little bit. I'll promote it in a few minutes here, in fact. Um, but on December 7th, we're going to have the Harris Brothers, who you might recognize from Storage Wars. They're the uh, the kind of weird identical twin guys who uh, they did some, some bidding on the show. They did some... Uh, some estimates on some of the stuff that they picked up. Uh, was it Barry Weiss? He had a, a jacket and some other Star Wars memorabilia that they looked for him. They're going to be on the program because they recently were in in Palm Beaches with the Chris Everett Classic, which is a tennis tournament, a uh, charity tennis tournament. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. I'm also probably going to have on a few people from uh, some local chefs, and we're going to be doing a little bit of a community calendar. So I'm looking forward to that. That should be something a little bit different. That'll be something I'm probably going to do once a month next year. I'm not sure if I'm going to use this format for it or if I'm going to do my own my own blog talk radio type thing on another another day. But uh, we're looking forward to that. It should be pretty cool. So December 7th, be sure to tune in for that. So what's your big Thanksgiving plan next week? Well, we're probably going to go to my parents' house. We always do that. And then Saturday after that, we're having a mini Thanksgiving at our house. And, yeah, I think that's about it. Lots of food, of course. But, yeah, hopefully we don't go into a food coma. That would suck. (laughs) It's not snowing there. Yeah, the snow actually all just melted, and I'm so happy about that. But I know that it's you know going to snow some more. Unfortunately, we can't get that lucky around here. (laughs) 
Yeah, we've got a, uh, yep. a little thing over my house on Thursday. That'll be the that's the main thing. Um, I don't know if we'll be doing anything else. I know that uh, my father-in-law will be coming down from from the uh, Daytona area over the weekend. I'll be bringing some stuff with him. So might do something with him over the weekend. But the, the main thing is the thing over my dad's with my uh, my dad, and my stepmom, and my my aunt and uncle, and my cousin. So that should be pretty neat. Um, we sort of rotate back and forth where one year we do down here, and the next year we go up to up to the Daytona area there. So this year's here, and uh, it should be kind of interesting. It's always fun. Yeah, you can go swimming on Thanksgiving, you lucky. I could, but it, it's in the 70s here. It's a little cold for me to go swimming. Too cold. <laughs> There'll be lots of people at the beach, but I won't be one of them. Be sure to check, check out past episodes of Thursday Night Thunder, as well as the other shows on the Speedway Digest Radio Network at speedwaydigestradionetwork.com. You can also check out the show on Facebook by searching for Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder in the search bar. I also invite you to read the articles covering all aspects of motorsports at speedwaydigest.com. As I stated a moment ago, I put out like 11 pieces earlier today. I think it might actually be more like 15, uh, give or take. I've got a couple more. They're going to be going out probably tomorrow, maybe next week. Um, plus, I've got, I got some more stuff that's coming in as, we're, as we speak now. There's a couple of NASCAR stories that, uh, that are coming in because I did have the... Uh, the credentials for the thing at Lowe's Miami Beach, so I might have to, I might fiddle through those and see if some of those might be good. It depends on whether the uh, the other guy, Dustin, does anything for Speedway Digest because I know he was down there as well. So check that out. He's got some good information about the uh, the testing that took place in Daytona this week, as well as other uh, other scheduling changes and some more information, as I stated earlier in the program, about the National Hot Rod Association and their uh, their championship dinner. So be sure to check that out. In addition, if you're a fan of South Florida and who is, be sure to check out the latest news and information about our slice of paradise at Palm Beach Happening, which can be found by visiting palmbeach.happingmag.com. This week we put out all of, a bunch of Christmas things uh, just because it's the week before Thanksgiving and for whatever reason I figured it would be the, the day to start at least a little bit of the Christmas stuff because I have way too much for coming in to, uh, to hold on to after the holiday and I'm sure after after Thanksgiving, there'll be a ton more. Um, I'll also be putting out some some warnings uh, tomorrow about the, the upcoming visit from Donald Trump because he'll be shutting down roads and, and all sorts of stuff around his, uh, his estate there in Palm Beach, and, and you don't want to be anywhere near that if you don't have to be. Um, so check that out, um, and uh, have a good good evening. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again on November 30th in the Thunderdome as we discuss the major issues in the world of modern auto racing. Have a happy Thanksgiving. See you soon.